Hi guys, uh, Pastor Greg Corcoran here from Battlefield Baptist Church. Uh, pray that this sermon is a blessing, an encouragement, and a challenge to you in your walk with the Lord. Additionally, I just wanted to say that if we here at Battlefield can ever be a blessing to you, please don't hesitate to contact us. And the best way to do that is through our website at battlefieldbaptist.org. Again, I pray this sermon blesses you, encourages you, and uh, that you'll fall more in love with God, more in love with His Word, and more in love with people. Well, good evening, everybody. How are you feeling on this wet Wednesday night? Uh, thank you. Thank you. We got someone to respond. Well, it's good. If you guys in the lobby would uh, go ahead and continue to make your way in, we're going to get started tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know that the rain has started to fall outside, but thank you for making it a priority uh, to be here tonight, uh, really in celebration of what God's done uh, in Travis's life over these past many years. And we'll talk more about it here in just a moment. But we're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to spend a little bit of time worshiping the Lord in song. So if you would, join me as we go to the throne of God's grace this evening. Father, we thank you for your love. Lord, we thank you for the reminder that you are in control of all things. Lord, we are mindful, God, that you have a plan and a purpose for each life. Lord, we're reminded as we were Sunday that you are with us wherever we go. And Lord, that you have an expected end, a future for each and every one of us who have called on the name of the Lord. God, I'm thankful for what you've done in Travis's life and Lord, we look forward to uh, celebrating that tonight and just giving you the honor and the glory that you so richly deserve. But Lord, as we begin our service tonight, Lord, I pray that we'll lift up our voices. God, that we'll praise you. God, that our, our voices and the sound that comes forth would be pleasing to your ears. And Lord, that uh, because you have done so many great things in our lives, Lord, I pray that you be with us through the remainder of this service. God, I pray that you have your will and your way. And Lord, at the end of it all, we'll be thankful for what you do. And we ask this and praise you in the precious and powerful name of your son, Jesus. And for his sake, we pray. Amen and amen. Would you stand and join us in worship? Through the storm, he 
Thank you for worshiping. You may be seated. comes to us from Paul's second letter to Timothy, starting in chapter 2, where he writes, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall also be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully? The husbandman or farmer that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Thank you, Barry. Thank you. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody for making it a priority to be here tonight. And uh, we have had a wonderful, wonderful day already uh, in the Lord. And so I'm going to turn that off for right now. Uh, Larry, when you come up, you'll need to flip it back on. Um, but we've had a wonderful day in the Lord, and I can, uh, I can tell you... Um, that I believe God was honored and glorified this morning as, uh, as one of his choice servants uh, went under the knife, so to speak, <laughs> and uh, was examined thoroughly um, for not only his, his command of Scripture, but just uh, gave clear evidence of God's call in his life. And uh, I was very, very uh, thankful and, uh, to be a part of it. Um, I was very proud of you, Travis, this morning, and uh, very proud of you every day, but I was very proud of you this morning, um, and it was really, as we went around the room after uh, we dismissed Travis, by the way, the, the council, if you wonder how long, uh, it was about a three-hour session this morning. It wasn't a little whitewash. Uh, it was in detail, and we, yeah, there were people that were wondering if we were ever going to come out of the room. Uh, but it's needful. Um, it may seem like a process of man or a tradition of man, but I think it's needful to make sure that uh, we're not dealing with a novice when it comes to the Word of God and someone who is not only going to uphold the Word of God, but teach the Word of God, preach the Word of God as they live the Word of God. And so I'm very, very thankful uh, for what transpired this morning. I'm thankful for all of those who took time to be on the ordination council. Certainly we're blessed at Battlefield. In fact, I look around and there are other individuals that are ordained that certainly we could have made the party even that much bigger, but there's not enough room on the certificate for 20 signatures. Uh, and so uh, I, I know that uh, there were some that were not included that are ordained and certainly have a lot to offer in that regard, uh, but uh, I was very, very thankful for what the Lord did. And, and I, I will just say this, that uh, at the end of it, after Travis was dismissed, uh, we went around the room, and it was just an encouragement to me and a blessing to me to hear the testimony of the men uh, of, of what they evidenced today, but not only what they evidenced this morning, but what they have evidenced in Travis's life over the past many years, and to see what God has done and for me personally, some of you don't know this, and some of you are new to Battlefield, but I used to sit right down there where, about where Jim, where you're sitting all the time, and I used to look over to my left shoulder, and I used to pray hard for Travis Owens. I used to pray hard for Daryl 
<laughs> right? I, I used to, all, all of the boys, to be honest with you, I would see them come and I wondered why they were so angry. And to see what God has done in their lives since that time is, can only be accounted as a miracle, truly a miracle of God. And I'm very, very thankful. But as we went around the room, each, each man gave testimony uh, of, of their um, thankfulness uh, of the time that we had and also testimony of their, uh, their understanding that God had placed his hand upon uh, Travis. For this time, and so I'm very, very uh, happy to report to you that it was the overwhelming recommendation of the council to ordain Travis Evan Owens into the gospel ministry, and so that's to be celebrated. I will say the best laid plans of mice and men. I know Travis was discouraged as we head into the week. After finding out, and this is where some of the council members, it was uh, literally up in the air what was going to take place. But we had held off ordination for a couple of years due to the COVID uh, issue. Uh, there was a time when we thought his older brother was going to be able to make it in, and then COVID took place, and that delayed that, and so we held off. And then when we found out that Daryl, Becca, and the children would be Moving back to the United States, we thought, you know, this would be a great time. <laughs> this would be a great time to, to uh, put this into motion again. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Daryl and his youngest, uh, well, his only son, not his youngest son, <laughs> but uh, Josiah are still in Taiwan preparing to travel back. And so he was unable to make it. Sunday after worship service, went in and was directing choir practice and went back into my office after choir practice and I received a text from uh, Pastor Fox, Noah Fox, one of our very own as well, uh, from New Jersey, uh, that he had tested positive for COVID. And so I went back and forth with Noah and I said, have you told Travis? And he said, yes. And when I told Travis, I know he was discouraged that two of the more important people in his life couldn't be here. But I wanted him to take time to think about it, to understand that although they couldn't be here, that this was the time that the Lord had set forth and that it was more about what God had done in his life than me or anybody being here. And uh, I want you guys to know it's been my honor and my privilege to serve alongside Travis on a full-time basis since February the 23rd, 2015. In the fall of 2014, I received a text while at the National Fellowship meeting, the Baptist Bible Fellowship, I was in Michigan, and I received a text from a one muddy, mud-covered individual, probably was covered with mud at that day. Uh, he said, I feel like God's calling me in the ministry. And my response was probably not what he wanted to hear at that moment, but my response was, well, then it's time to put some hustle behind that muscle. And he says, what are you talking about? And I said, Bible college. And he said, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. And, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, whoa. <laughs> and I said, listen, I said, God will be with you every step of the way. And he has been with him every step of the way. And I believe that that was the right decision then, and I believe it's the right decision now. And so he began a journey of attending online courses. Many of you didn't know that. Many of you do know that. And he started with his one-year certificate and then continued on with his education. I still believe, I still believe, and this is, I haven't really shared this, but I believe that you should still continue your education because I believe you have so much to offer. And it's been my privilege to serve with Travis. I can tell you as a church, I've never doubted God's calling in his life for one moment. He's never declined to help me out in ministry one time. I've never asked him to do anything that he's looked at me and said, nah. Which, on occasion, he probably should have said, nah. But he didn't. He's never once walked away from a task without first completing it. As someone who's retired from the military, I can tell you that's something that I really appreciate. When you start something, finish it. 
I want you to know as a church that Travis Owens is a man of great character. I believe that with all of my heart. He's a man of initiative. He's a man of vision. And he's a man that I am privileged to call friend. And I can tell you this above and beyond all other things, Travis Owens is real. He's going to give it to you gun barrel straight. And you guys know that when he stepped in this pulpit and he stood behind this pulpit and preached the word of God. He's not minced words. He's not afraid to declare the word of God. And, and I can tell you that in the world in which we live, we need that more now than we have ever needed it. Amen. Travis is gifted. He has an ability, a unique ability to read to understand, to process, and to apply the Word of God. And I can tell you that it's a gift from God because not everybody has it. And I'm aware of it. In many regards, I find myself wanting some of the same abilities that God has given you. He has a keen awareness, a keen awareness of how to connect the Old Testament passages of Scripture with New Testament. Some of you have evidenced that. And he does it with great clarity and understanding. He's told me on several occasions that he loved the Pentateuch so much that he took it twice. <laughs> I'm grateful for the fact that Travis handles the Word of God. And it's not something that he takes lightly. But every opportunity that he's given, he pours himself into it. And Travis, when I look at your life, all I can say is to God be the glory. For the great things he has done. It's like those lyrics. I remember the song, Big Daddy Weave song. I'm overwhelmed. I see the work of his hands, not only in my life and in the life of other believers, but I see his hand of work in your life. And all I can think is I'm so overwhelmed by his grace and his mercy and what he has done and what he continues to do. This evening I want to give you, if you have your Bible, some, I hope you brought your Bible. If you have it, look with me at 1 Samuel chapter 12. I'm going to give you a couple of verses this evening in 1 Samuel chapter 12. And as you're turning, um, I want you to know that this passage of text, you might think this is a strange passage of text for an ordination service. Those that have been involved in this, you're like, I've never heard this used. But in this passage of text at the beginning, it starts with the transfer of authority. If you know what's taking place, it begins with the transfer of authority from Samuel who was God's man, to Saul, who was the people's man. And so what we find in Scripture is after the people have pleaded, you remember they had pleaded and they had begged for God to give them a king. And I say king, little k. They had begged God for a king. And throughout this portion of God's word in 1 Samuel chapter 12, Samuel is reminding the people of God. He's saying, listen guys, God will still bless you if you will obey him. Yes, you've been sinful. Yes, this was an evil decision. This was not right. But God will still bless. He is still in the blessing business if you will obey him. And so as, as a representation of, of what God's power and ability is, in, in verses 16 through 18, what we find is that Samuel actually calls upon the name of the Lord. And what we find is that God brings thunder and rain, just as he did before this service began. He brought the thunder and the rain, how appropriate. And as, as, a, uh, as a show and really as a sign of the people's wickednesses. And when we get to verse number 19, you find in this passage that the people actually asked Samuel to pray for them that they wouldn't die. They're actually saying, hey, would you pray for us that we don't die because of this evil thing in which we have done in asking for a king. And I want you to notice what the word of God says in verse 20 and following. Here's Samuel's response to those people at the time. And Samuel said unto the people, fear not. He said, you have done all of this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord. But serve the Lord with all of your heart, and turn you not aside. For then you should go after vain things which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. They're useless. They're wasted. It's a waste of your time to go after these things. And then look what it says in verse 22. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. He says, hey, listen, you want me to pray for you? Uh, it was never in question. I'm going to keep praying for you. I'm not going to stop praying for you. But he says, I'm going to teach you. 
Look at verse 23, but I will teach you a good and the right way. And here's what he says in verse number 24. He says, only, and only means only, he says, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all of your heart. For consider how great things he hath done for you. In other words, Samuel was saying to all of us, Travis, Samuel was saying to each and every one of us, he's saying to you, even tonight, I believe by the authority of God's word, he's saying, listen, don't let your past ruin your future. Quit looking in the rearview mirror. Don't worry about your past. Don't let the past determine the future. You see, it's a great reminder for all of us because no matter who we are, where we are, what we've come from, the reality is when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ and we cast our care upon Him and when we lay our burdens down, so to speak, and we call upon the name of the Lord, He will answer and He will come unto us. Travis, this is what He's done in your life. This is what He's done in the life of every believer. And so my personal charge to you is very simple this evening. It's not a seven or eight page message. It's very simple and straightforward. And I find it in verse number 24. And verse number 24 says, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth. And so here's my two thoughts. Number one, fear the Lord, Travis, and serve him faithfully. Just fear the Lord and serve him faithfully. I'm not talking about run around scared. I'm talking about reverencing the Lord each and every day of your life. I've already mentioned that Travis... You have been blessed with great ability. <laughs> but I would encourage yourself to do yourself a favor. Don't trust in your knowledge. Don't trust in your ability. Don't trust in your wherewithal. Don't trust in your strength, your physicality, your good looks, or anything else. Just trust in the Lord. Fear, trust, and serve the Lord. And you'll never go wrong. I love in verse 24, the last part of it, Samuel actually gives these people, and us really, the reason as to why. Why, why. why should I serve the Lord? Why should I fear the Lord and serve Him faithfully? He gives us the reason. It says right here, it says, consider how great things He has done for you. As you fear the Lord and you serve the Lord, just remember each and every day all the things that He has done for you. Now some theologians would suggest that this portion of this verse, consider how great things he has done for you, is only talking about what Samuel had just done when he called on the Lord and the Lord shows him the thunder and the rain as a sign of their wickedness. They're saying this is, that's what they would su uh, uh, suggest that this is only talking about. But I wouldn't limit it to that. God had done some amazing things in the life of these people. He had brought them out of bondage. He had led them into the land of Canaan. He had set them up with prophets and judges. He had bestowed his riches, his goodness and favor and mercy and grace all upon these people. And so I would suggest that you and I and everyone in this room continue to fear the Lord and serve the Lord as we think about all of the good things that he has done for us. Travis, your knowledge, your abilities and your passions are great, but I want to remind you, greater is your God. He's greater than all of it. In life, it's easy to become motivated by wrong things. <laughs> That's why each and every day you must remember all of the good things that God has done for you. By the way, I would suggest for all of us, remembering is not a bad thing. In fact, Isaiah 51.1 reminds us that it's okay to look unto the rock from which we were cut out and the hole of the pit from which we were digged. It's okay to look back and to be grateful and to be thankful for what God has done. But remember, like Samuel told the people, he says, listen, don't let your past ruin your future. And I'm so thankful that you made the choice not to allow your past to do that. And so I challenge you, Travis, to respond each and every day of your life by serving our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. After all, that's exactly what he has done for you and for me and for everyone in fact, Mark chapter 10 and verse number 45 says that he came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And so I challenge you, fear the Lord, my friend, and serve the Lord all the days of your life. And now I want to ask you to draw your attention to the video screens for a very special message. Hey, good evening, church. I uh, wish I could be there with you this evening, but uh, 
as often has happened in recent years, COVID has changed some of those plans. And so uh, me and my son are still here in Taiwan waiting to to uh, be able to leave, which we hope will happen here in the next couple of days. I want to say thank you to Pastor Greg for asking me to uh, be a part of this, be part of Travis's ordination. Uh, again, wish I could have been there. If, we've, if, if we're this far into it and, and Travis, you're watching the video, uh, that means that you passed this morning's uh, examination, which I uh, was really hoping to be there on. I was hoping to get your uh, position on the hypostatic union of Jesus. And uh, furthermore, I was interested in hearing uh, your thoughts on supra or infralapsarianism. And so I trust, I'll have to trust that Noah and uh, Greg and dad and the other men have done their due diligence and uh, asking you these important theological questions. Uh, let me say congratulations, Travis. Um, I think many of us know that uh, e even though you are being ordained tonight officially, uh, you've been doing the work of the ministry for some years. And I appreciate that. I'm thankful uh, not only to call you uh, a biological brother, but also my spiritual brother. Um, and uh, I I'm honored to be able to share this part with you. Wish again that I could be there with you. Just briefly, I want to share with you a little bit from the word this evening. Acts chapter 6 and verses 1 through 6. And, and I'll be reading from the ESV. But Acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 6. A familiar passage here. Now in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists uh, arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, it's not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom. And we will appoint to this duty, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Paramenes, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. And these they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. Um, as I said, this is a familiar passage of Scripture. I'm sure many of you have heard it preached uh, multiple times. Um, but Travis, I want to commend to you this evening the importance of prayer and the ministry of the word. Uh, you've been doing ministry long enough, and men like Greg and Dad and Noah can attest uh, to the fact that the ministry has many distractions. Um, and they're called people. <laughs> uh, and in some sense, the ministry is people. But in the larger sense, where we do the majority of that ministry is through the preaching and uh, uh, through the ministry of the word and through prayer. Uh, now, that does involve some sense counseling and encouraging and meeting with others. But I think it was Richard Baxter, the Puritan pastor, who said, the best thing I can do for my congregation is spend time studying the word. And when that word is preached faithfully, when it's taught faithfully, then the bulk of the counseling that would have to take place, the bulk of, of that ministry and that encouragement that would have to take place is done from the pulpit. And so I would commend to you, again, preach the word, teach the word, make it a habit to study it daily, uh, make it a habit to be in prayer. I confess my own self that that I wish I would have developed these habits earlier on in my ministry. Um, and, and I pray that you will uh, continue to do that, continue to grow those habits. And in fact, no matter where you feel like you're at in that progress, we can all be further. Um, and so again, congratulations on uh, your ordination this evening. 
Again, I wish I could be there with you. Noah, I, I wish I could have been there with you. I was excited about getting to see you. I think the last time that uh, we met was down in Florida. You were doing a youth camp. I don't know if you remember that, but man, that must have been 13, 14 years ago. So I was looking forward to getting to see you uh, also. So I'm, I'm sad that I can't be there. But um, Travis, I, I again, uh, want to praise God. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for your ministry, for your family. Um, just to share a little thought, and I think I've shared it with you, but I'll share it with the whole church. Two, three years ago, Travis came and he, I invited him to do the spiritual life week here at church with my students. And um, I'll be honest, I was a little bit apprehensive. I wasn't sure what I was going to get. Um, and he came and he, he did he did what was probably the best job out of any of the other speakers that I brought in. And so I was very pleased um, with the work he did, with the way he handled himself, the way you handled the word, the way you spent time with the students. So um, anyways, again, I know that, that God is going to use you. I know that he is using you. And um, I, I just pray that you would be faithful as he is to us. So if you don't mind, I'd like to pray for you. Father, thank you for Travis. Thank you for his ministry. Lord, we thank you for uh, the way that you've already used him, Lord, and the things that you've accomplished through him. And as he continues in the ministry, Lord, um, he, he's going to be uh, faced with innumerable distractions. And Lord, the distractions oftentimes are, are, are good things that need to be handled, just like these widows. But they're not things necessarily that a minister of the word should be distracted with. And so I pray Travis would develop the habit to dedicate the majority of his ministry in the study of the word, the preaching and teaching of the word, and prayer. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would bless him and his family, Lord. Uh, watch over them, please. And uh, again, thank you. Uh, for allowing me to be a part of this. And I just pray again, your blessings and your grace upon uh, Travis uh, throughout the remainder of his ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope that that was uh, a blessing uh, to you. It only took me an hour to download that thing today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Technology. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I can tell you that I'm very thankful that, uh, Becca, thank you for making that a reality. Daryl, if you're watching, thank you for taking time to do that, even though I know you were probably feeling under the weather when you did that. And Daryl hit the nail right on the head, Travis. You know, that passage from Acts chapter 6 where they chose... Uh, those that would come alongside and operate as servants um, so that uh, the ministers of the gospel, per se, could give themselves to prayer and to the ministry and the teaching and preaching of the word. I think about uh, the conversion of the Apostle Paul. And Apostle Paul, uh, what's interesting in the Acts chapter 6 passage is uh, Daryl, as he read, mentioned Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Ghost. And, and we know the, the rest of the story, so to speak, of, about his life. Um, and what, what Saul, a man named Saul, did. But after his conversion in Acts chapter 9, I think about what Paul did for the remainder of his life. He gave himself to prayer in the ministry of the Word. He feared God, and he served faithfully. And I love one of my favorite passages in the book of Acts is Acts chapter 20. And I just want to read a few verses here. Acts chapter 20. This is where the Apostle Paul is talking to the leaders from Ephesus, remember? And uh, this is what he says in verse 18 and following. He says, and, and when they were come to him, speaking of the leaders of Ephesus, he said unto them, You know that from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you in all seasons, serving the Lord. Notice what he says. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me at the lying in wait of the Jews. 
and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, and now behold, he says, I go bound. In other words, I'm compelled. He says, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there save that the Holy Ghost witness in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide in me. In other words, what he's saying, he says, every city that I stop at, the Holy Spirit continues to convict me and to tell me that what's awaiting me is chains. What awaiting me is a prison sentence. And so he goes on and he says in verse number 24, but none, none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. The reality is that the Apostle Paul was committed to serving Jesus Christ and to those people that the Lord put in his path no matter what it cost him. He was more concerned with the message of Jesus Christ than he was his own life. That's what a minister of gospel of the gospel has to do. And at the end of the day, he was faithful to the end. You know that passage from 2 Timothy in chapter 4, in verse number 6 and following, where Paul says to Timothy, for now I'm ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. And then he goes on and he says this, he said, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. And then he says in verse 8, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at the day, and not only to me, but unto all them also that love is appearing. Travis, be holy. Preach the gospel. Be holy. Preach the gospel. Remember each and every day that you do what you do for the Lord Jesus Christ. And then I want to encourage you to do another thing. Keep your family as a priority. Keep your family as a priority. Because as your brother shared, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of, lot of good-meaning, well-intended, even people. And I always say ministry is people. And so, but there are also those that would seek to get you off track. In that moment, you need to say no. In that moment, you need to remind yourself that you serve the Lord and that your family is a priority as I know it was this morning when your son fell and busted his chin right before your counsel. As I close, I want to remind you and every one of us of the four rules of ministry. I would give credit to Noah Fox for coming up with these four rules, but I believe in all sincerity that he got them from someone else. So I'll give Noah partial credit because once he said it, they've never left my mind and my heart. And the four rules of ministry, Travis, Battlefield, and those who are watching all around the world, the four rules of ministry are simply this. Even though it's hard, stay positive, number one. Number two, squash negativity. Number three, always remain flexible. God's not finished with us yet. And then number four, everybody please do ourselves a favor to remember it's not about you. It's all about him. And as you do that, I know that the Lord is going to be with you. I couldn't be more proud of you, more thankful for you. And I want you to know that I love you. I love you as if you're my own. At this time, I'm going to ask uh, Travis's dad... Pastor Larry to come and uh, and then he'll take over here for just a couple minutes. I may stay here the whole time. We'll see. Um, yes, I have notes because when your heart is racing faster than your mind can, and those that know me know I can get tongue-tied really fast and easy. But at this time, we're going to... Uh, prepare and we're getting ready to do the ordination prayer. So Travis, I would like to ask you to come up and if you would stand out here in the front. And Megan, come on up please with Jeremiah and join your husband.
as Pastor just alluded to, uh, being flexible. Yes, Jeremiah has his first four stitches as of this morning. And then I'd like to ask the ordination council, all those that were part of it, uh, to come and join and gather around the ordinee. And then I've added one thing. As the men are coming, Miss Denise and Miss Jackie, would you come up and as mothers and then join? I want to get the moms in, inside in the inner group. And then lastly, all those that would like to as a congregation, if you're able and would like to, please come gather around them as uh, I, will, I will actually pray for us. But please, please come, lay your hands upon them, get as close as you can. Uh, I would like to ask everyone to stand if you're able for the prayer. Yeah, please come. come. This is the time to come if you would like to. Pause just a second while others still coming. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, this evening we just come praising you and honoring you. Father, most of all, for what you've done, what Jesus did at the cross at Calvary. Lord, specifically today we rejoice and how you have brought Travis to this very moment of ordaining him into the gospel ministry. God, he's been called, he's been prepared and taught, and now, Lord, he does stand ready to be even more greatly used by you. Father, it's our plea and, and uh, passionate prayer, if you will, Lord, that you will continue to protect him, provide for him, use him to do above, Lord, and even beyond all that we might think and ask according to your perfect power. Lord, this evening we, we praise you again for just how you've already worked in his life, the testimony that indeed is uniquely Travis's. God, I, I praise and thank you specifically for his family that's here to standing with him. Lord, even the parents, yes, that's been involved and friends who never gave up on Travis. God, we praise you for the godly men and women who've also devoted themselves to setting a biblical example that Travis to, uh, for, to follow, that he has followed. Lord, to praise you again for Megan and Jeremiah, his wonderful family. God, we praise you for the time that Travis has been able to serve already here at Battlefield, to prepare himself, and Lord, uh, just to continue to prepare him and, and to make the way for him as uh, the days of ministry, Lord, will, um, will grow long. Lord, that he might not grow weary in well-doing. God, we just ask tonight that you would continue to be with Travis, Lord, as he walks worthy of his calling and the purpose you've laid upon his life, that he might not grow tired of reaching teens for Christ, Lord, until you're ready maybe to move him to the next step. Lord, that he might continue to walk in love just as Christ has loved him. God, we uh, pray that he would walk certainly as a child of your light, under your light, illuminating your light through his life. God, that he would walk in the wisdom toward those that still need to hear about Jesus Christ, your son. God, that you would just uh, anoint him to, Lord, we pray that his speech would just always be filled with grace and seasoned with love. Heavenly Father, we just pray and ask that you would keep Travis away from sin and the works of darkness, to continue having that hedge of protection about him. God, we pray that you would Keep him grounded in your word and that you would continue uh, to just hide your truths in his heart. Lord, that he would hide uh, thy word in his heart as you command us to do. God, we pray that you will keep him humble and on his knees in prayer. God, that you would continue to give him the boldness to proclaim the message that Jesus saves. And Lord, also we pray that his life and his ministry would bring honor and glory to you. 
for Father, it's all, it's all yours. It all belongs to you. God, go before them. Lead them according to your perfect will and way. And that Travis would be obedient to, to follow. Lord, that your grace will always be sufficient uh, to remind him of your love and the goodness to him and his dear family. Dear God, we now commit Travis to you in the word of your grace, which is more than able to build him up and give him an inheritance among all those that are sanctified. God, and we ask all of these, all of these things in the most precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and for his sake only. Amen and amen. Thank you all. You may be seated. Um, we have just a couple more quick items. you are able, would you stand?
Thank you for worshiping. You may be seated. Let me just say a special thank you to our praise team uh, for being here tonight. And, uh, and they will be back tomorrow to rehearse for Sunday. And so I really appreciate, really appreciate the extra rehearsal and coming in uh, to be here for this special occasion. Um, at this time, I want you to know that we're going to present uh, the ordination certificate to Travis at this time. And uh, please know that uh, we, have had a, we have a frame that is being made for this. We will pre present it to him in this, in this document protector, so to speak, certificate uh, folder. But uh, we have a frame that is being uh, made for this. And um, I was very privileged to be a part of this. And so, Larry, I'm going to ask that you present this to your son. Uh, on behalf of uh, the church. So Travis, uh, would you come? Would you all congratulate Travis as he comes? Say a few words. A few. Well, I'd like to accept this award on behalf of... Um, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, um, you know, it's kind of kind of like, what do you say, you know? To God be the glory. I, I pray that... Um, well, first off, I do thank all y'all for coming out, but I pray that this night really wasn't about Travis. Like, I tried making my mission point other people to Jesus Christ. And the last thing they need to see is me. And so I just pray that that hasn't been the case. I pray that it's been all about God, um, all about what he's capable of doing. I did kind of want to share a quote from the Bible and then a quote from two modern-day theologians <laughs> that maybe could um, maybe help somebody out. I don't know where you're at in your life with your kids or your ministry or the will of God in your life. Um, so the Bible says, to him that knoweth to do it right and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Uh, the first time I ever got in, in trouble with the police, I don't, he probably doesn't want me to share this, honestly. I don't know if he even remembers it, but my dad turned me in. He's, he said, get in the truck, we're going to go get a haircut. <laughs> There's no barbershop at the end of that ride. We pulled up to the sheriff's office. And I didn't appreciate that as a young man. I think I was 14, 13 or 14 years old. And I got to think he knew what that was going to do to our relationship. Um, at least at that time. But now as a father, the lesson that he taught me that day was invaluable. I'm sure he didn't really know what to do when he figured it out. But in the words of Princess Anna of Arendelle, sometimes all you can do is just do the next right thing. And that lesson that he taught me that day has been invaluable. I don't know if I've ever told you. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for that lesson that you taught. And um, this, is, this is the highest honor to be able to do what I do and to get, um, to, to get a check for it, to get paid for it, to be able to do it for a living. Because honestly, in the, um, the words of famous singer, songwriter, modern-day theologian Luke Combs, if I wasn't doing this, I'd still be doing this. You know, I'd still be trying to figure out a way to tell young people about Jesus. And just show people the love of God. And so I don't know where you're at today, but I hope that um, I hope tonight's been all about Jesus, not about me. 
I hope that um, when you get to a point in your life you have no idea what to do, just do the next right thing and just keep telling somebody about Jesus. Thank you all so much, so, so much. Thank you to Pastor Greg. You know, he doesn't like being in the spotlight, so, um, but thank you to him. He gave me an opportunity to minister at a time when nobody else in this network that we're in for sure, probably nobody else in America would have given me a shot um, to just minister, to just tell people about Jesus. And so I thank you for just being able to, uh, just being willing to step out, step out on a limb I'm sure when people told you not to, sure people told you that you were crazy. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe that's why we get along so good. That's just crazy. I don't, but um, I appreciate you. I appreciate your willingness to give me a shot. I'm gonna ask uh, Spain Snow, uh, one of our trustees, to come and close us in prayer. But I want you to, he said, when you don't know what to do, just do the, 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 ne the next right thing. So when I knew he was discouraged, I wanted to take him somewhere to get his mind off his discouragement. So I took him to an overpriced barber and uh, Got him a haircut. We will never go there again, <laughs> unless you're paying. Uh, <laughs> and got his, you know, beard trim, you know, kind of a la Mark. Got the big beard trim and everything. And uh, let me just tell you, the guy who was cutting Travis's hair was a Muslim. And as I turned around, I was getting ready to get out of my chair. Travis is talking to him about Jesus. Travis told him he was a youth pastor. He said, I probably shouldn't have told him that up front. I, he might have messed my hair up. <laughs> but in that moment, I was so proud. I was so proud of the man that you are and uh, the faithful servant that you are. And so that speaks volumes uh, about uh, what he is and the fact that he loves the Lord. And so Spain, if you would come and close this service, and then I want to encourage you guys uh, we have a cupcake reception, so to speak, uh, in the fellowship hall. Nothing, I can't say this right, nothing bunt cupcakes. I guess there's a place in Gainesville. And so uh, do me a favor. Uh, I want to ask Travis and Megan uh, and the family to make your way there first because Travis's favorite is red velvet, so let him have red velvet cupcakes, everybody. All right, let him get back there. There's a bunch of different flavors, so if that's not your flavor, then I'm sure you'll find something else back there. Uh, but thank you to the ones who helped prepare for the reception. Uh, thank you again to the council for taking your time today. Um, thank you to our staff. Thank you to the praise team. And thank you to our trustees and the pastors who gave their time today as well. Brother Spain. Let us pray. Lord, we, we thank you for the day, Lord, you've given us to be able to join in here tonight, Lord, to celebrate with Travis, Lord, in this ordination service, Lord. And, Lord, we, we thank you for what you've done in his life, Lord. It's all about you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for how you, you've changed him, Lord, to, to be a minister, Lord, and his calling on his life, Lord. I just pray now, Lord, that he's stepping into this new role, Lord, that you just give him courage, Lord, to be able to... Continue, Lord, to preach, Lord, and, and teach your word, Lord, and minister to them in our own Jerusalem, as wherever he go, Lord, that you just continue to bless, bless, Lord, and bless his ministry, Lord, and let it be used, Lord, for your honor and your glory, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you for all you've done here in the singing and the preaching of your word tonight. And, Lord, we just thank him. We pray, Lord, the next time you just bring us safely to, at the next point of time Lord, to your next service. And we give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory for what's done here tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, brother.